Oh, hey, I didn't see you. Come on in. Welcome to the show. I'm Sean. You're the listener. You're you. Hope you're having a great day. Before we get to the show, I want to let you know that We The Gamer Cast is brought to you by patreon.com slash make us better. And I want to thank all of our amazing producers right there. Uh, a platinum executive producers, two of them, Corey Hicks at twitch.tv slash chicks underscore 18. It would be amazing if you went over there, give him a follow as well as subscribe to Mr. Mark Moody's channel, youtube.com slash out of lives, our gold executive producers. Amazing. We got four guys, Edwin Callow. Thank you for coming on board. Josh Bloodborne Borboni. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph got me saying that. Mike BC from Quest for Pixels and Panache Malloy, our executive producers, me, Devin Tyus, Kyle Hyman, Brendan Myers, Tony Hutchinson, Donnie Reese, Stephen Ifrady, Kara Wonderworth, dude, Dante Bellini Jr., the highly intelligent one, Jerry Gautier, Kevin Austin, Tammy Ryan, Robert Bobby Miller, Tim Alf, Martini Jean, and David Ray. Thank you guys so much. Now let's get on. Wait, no. I gotta tell you that if, uh, if you'd like to, Come on board. If you're not one of those people, go over to patreon.com slash make us better. It supports me in four ways. Number one, we the gamer cast. Number two, twitch.tv slash Sean Capri, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. Number three, if we ran Nintendo. Number four, the Xbox Drive. Bah, now let's do this show right now. We the gamer cast. Okay. Welcome to episode 172 of We The Gamer Cast that publishes on iTunes or Apple or whatever you call it and Google the thing and YouTube.com slash We The Nerdy every single Monday. Thank you for being here, giving a thumbs up on the video, leaving a little comment, a little type, type, type in the comment section, subscribing and rating us on iTunes and all the things that you guys do, tweeting at the show. We the Gamer Cast at me, Sean Capri. Hi. Uh, guys, if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with strangers from the internet. And if you want to be on the show, it's very easy. Just tweet at me at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery Capri, like the pants. It's uh is Saturday night. I'm a little Chelsea and I are both just we just before I started talking, we both looked at each other and we're both like, we're both flushed. We're we're both very like very red and it's not even hot. And I don't know what is going. Maybe maybe we've got the furnace up too high because it's cold outside. We can't. We got to reach an equilibrium, guys. I hope that whatever that means to you, I hope you're reaching <laughs> your equilibrium, guys. We're gonna get to my chat with Alan Plummer, uh, who I've wanted to be on the show for honestly years, and we'll get to that in my chat. Why it has taken this long, um, and the proof that I actually have wanted to uh, have him on the show for many, many years. This is this is, a, this is a chat that I really think you're just going to feel good after. This is not one of those, like, nobody's going to be crying, okay? It's not, you know, it's just, Ellen is one of the, like, one of the sweetest people. Like, Ellen, can I call you sweetheart? Is this, this is a sweetheart episode. Ellen Plummer, uh, one of my favorite people, man. So I, I hope you guys are going to enjoy this. I want to I give you a quick update. You know, maybe I'm flushed because... Because I've been doing a lot of yard work today, uh, we've been traveling a lot. I was out of town a ton, and just like trying to find the time to de- get outside and dedicate and clean up. And like our, our grass was like, like I think there were like raptors in there. You got to stay out of the tall grass. You know what I mean? So I spent outside, spend the day outside. I fixed a toilet. Bobby finally figured that out. Chelsea still hacking up a lung out there. Um, and the last thing that I wanted to let you guys know is uh, you may remember a few months ago we gave up one of our dogs uh, to like senior foster care because uh, he was old and senile and he uh, 
and death actually and he and he and he sort of bit lincoln on that not sort of he definitely did he got him like right on the forehead it was kind of a scary moment like he's kind of losing things and we didn't want to goodness gracious chelsea <laughs> i don't even know that's coming through on the mic so if it's not all i just i just sound like i'm complaining anyways um we put we put one of our dogs up for adoption because he was he was very old and he didn't have a long time left but we couldn't we couldn't put him down so we found a nice kind of older dog kind of specializing foster care and the first family that he stayed with the first foster family that he's with has had him since june and june or july it's been a couple months anyways and we just got notice notification that the foster family couldn't live without him they love him so much and they are going to keep him so that is so it's so great because they sent us a couple pictures and he looks so happy he's got a like fat little girlfriend (laughs) a dog (laughs) a fat little girlfriend dog uh same same kind of dog a little like sheltie corgi cross and they're they're both getting a little pudgy over there so um it was very nice to see and and also nice that he just didn't like bounce around from family to family to family he's he's found a nice home and it was a it was a touching moment so but anyways enough of that stuff i want to let you guys know that if you have Xbox or maybe even PC and you got the Game Pass, Forza Horizon 4 is coming out this week. Some of you have already been playing it uh, with the Ultimate Edition, I think was yesterday, Friday? Today's Saturday, by the way, when I'm recording this. So Friday, some of you guys have been playing this. And if you want, join the Mub Club. It's actually called Mub Club. You can search for the tag Mub. It's the Make Us Better Club. There's a ton of us on there. We can all help each other. We can do some co-op stuff. We can play some multiplayer games. And we can rise up in the rankings. Forza Horizon 4 is great. If you haven't heard me talk about it on the Xbox Drive, I did last week. And I'll be doing it again this week. I'm so stoked, guys, because every single week is a new season. And with new seasons come new challenges, and with new challenges come new cars, and all these amazing things. This is, like, the game has never done, the Horizon series, or at least the Forza series, has never done such a good job of, like, pulling me back in. So, and maybe this is what everybody's thinking about with Fortnite that I just haven't really got into. It's that weekly, like, I gotta just, let me just do this one thing, and then before I know it, it's gonna be, like, six hours of playing Forza a week. It's gonna be amazing. Um, Also, surprise, I picked up Hollow Knight on Xbox, so I'll be talking about that on the Xbox Drive. So just go over there to think, to, to, uh, to hear me talk about that, and reminder assassin's creed odyssey coming out this week as well i think i will be getting my hands on that one so stay tuned to twitch.tv slash sean capri if i do you will know because i'll be streaming it tuesday wednesday thursday 10 30 eastern standard time in the p.m and i think that's all i'm going to say to you guys right now i want to get into my lovely chat with alan Plummer uh of game and talk at twitch or also of twitch.tv slash I don't even know how to say it. Alonzo Mega. Alonzo Mega. We get into that as well. Here he is, one of the nicest dudes in the history of We the Gamer Cast, Alan Plummer. It's a little different green here. Dude, mine goes like. Hold on. Oh, snap. Mine's a 20-foot one. Oh, man. That was the main thing that I was kind of like... I mean, this thing is big, right? Like, it, And it does the job. Yeah. Like, it's kind of filling the whole space of the webcam right now. But, like, oh, yeah. I kind of just, like, look out. Like, I can't really stretch my arms out. You know what I mean? You can't really... Yeah, see, I like flailing a lot. And, like, that's why I was doing that <laughs> stream. I like flailing on stream. I like flailing, too. We're flailers. <laughs> like, I'm just like... I don't know why my hands just go up, like, all over the place. And then it kind of gets cut off. And also, I like doing this thing where... Um, I will I will green screen somebody else's room behind me. So I like to point uh, out like Joseph Moran's like peach peach posters that he's got on. He, she's doing her little like <laughs> kissy kiss slips over at him. 
But this is that, that's a little bit. We'll we'll make it just shut that down. Those things are expensive. I can't get those. I just got this off Amazon. <laughs> I was just too. What I, I just didn't. Because I, I I still wanted this. Like that's the thing. Was oh, that, dude, that looks amazing. I just really enjoy having my toys. You know, for as long as they can have those things back there. But I have mine like right over here. Like I have it a little bit off screen because I have like one of those desks that wraps around. Mm-hmm. So like I had, I made sure there was specifically a shelf where I have all my toys and posters and stuff on the side. You I kind of wish they were a display though. That's the one thing that's hard to do. It is hard, and it's hard to like. Well, I want to talk to you about your green screen too because I feel like that's a better green overall. Like my green, you can kind of see. Like it's kind of funny people watching the video. Like you can see the difference. Um, I've had to light the shit out of this room, man. I've got a light right here in front of my face. I've got a light. <laughs> right, I've got another light right here. I've got a little desk lamp here to take care of some shadows. It's hard and stuff. to light that thing properly so you could have a trans like, like just a what is it, a disappearing background because mm-hmm. like. I tried to stream it and you could still see the green throughout everything. And I feel like people ask me like on stream, they're just like, oh, hey, why is it still green? I'm like, I can't get it to be transparent. I know. It's like, isn't this supposed to be like, it's just green. Just get rid of, just get rid of the green. That'd be nice. One box light, like right over here. Yep. And then that's it. But Joey told me, hey, go get like two more lights and then you should be good. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, that's an investment. I can't do that. Dude, I spent a hundred dollars on bulbs on light like i've got 5000k light bulbs and like just to light the room like the entire room is lit by these crazy things and then like i've got lamps everywhere like this is nobody told me it's gonna be like this Al. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my gosh so true sometimes we just get ourselves into these things and i don't really know how oh yeah i i don't know like I started filming with this whole thing in the background, so I got like those like topic videos that you see, like the, the like rappers that just like sit in the chair talking about things. I feel like I got that. <laughs> Why going is it on just right rappers? Now. Isn't don't a lot of people do that? Well, they got the other ones. Oh yeah, that's right. They do have other ones. <laughs> but like, I feel like that. I've been doing just random videos, and I'm just like, I think I filmed the first one recently, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, this looks kind of weird. <laughs> this looks a little funky because it's the it. whole green. My sister had a room, kind of like actually how uh, Bobby used to have. He, my sister's bedroom was was neon green, just like the green, like perfect for green screening, which was ridiculous. And we used to do like the old uh, do the Mario thing, like I would do the dance and everything, and like back when like oh god, it was <laughs> old old stuff. Um, but speaking of old, you've been uh, you've been doing this a little while, man. And I and I first came across you on Game and Talk, of course with 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 Joey. And I remember every so often. Um, you, you would dream a little bit like maybe like one day I'm going to have like my setup. I'm just going to like, I'm going to move out of this place and things. So I wanted to, oh, yeah. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about like the journey that you've been on, like where you are <laughs> now, because I feel like things have changed quite a lot for you over the last, I don't know, like two and a half years or so since it's since... been two and a half years. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. We've been doing like, I think we're on like over the 70, 70th episode. Like we took a lot of breaks recently summer comes in we're all doing that website nuke the fridge and like all of us are working together on that so mm-hmm. at the same time we're all united at the same time we're all doing things separately but like i That's actually broke off a little bit more than the others recently because i want to focus more on content producing yeah because it's, it's hard to do that with podcasts and then writing articles and reviews and all that so like I lived in that one spot. I think uh, you were on one of the podcasts, weren't you? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that's what I, I. And it was on that show. I'm like, I need to have freaking Alan on my show. I've had Joey on twice. I think at that point. Now here's a coincidence about that. I filmed that episode with you because I remember specifically it was you because we were cracking more jokes than usual, like ever. Because mm-hmm. you're just a you're just a great guest to have on. So like, I filmed that in my garage. Like, yes. On, 
I put the laptop on the on the the washing machine, <laughs> and it was pitch black. And I'm just recording, and I'm just like, man, I'm gonna move out eventually. And I, that's what I wanted to talk about, man. And and I think I should bring this up with people more often about like the the shittiest setups that we've all had. We've all like just <laughs> trying to get this stuff started. Like I'm actually looking at the. Uh, this this ironing board seems to be following me everywhere. I actually didn't know I'm down here, <laughs> but I I've done podcasts like with a laptop set up on an ironing board because oh I didn't have gosh. like a desk. Like I was just like when I first started doing this, we we were moving as well. But you just you just figure it out, right? It's yeah, exactly. Like eventually, just things just get put together, mm-hmm. where it's just like, hey, I could actually get this, 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 and start doing a lot more. Because, like, um, originally, I used to live with family mm-hmm. up until, like, 2016, I think. And I only had the living room to myself. That's it. I didn't have a room. I slept on the couch. I had a little desk area. And that's where I would film podcasts. So you'd hear people coming and going if you heard the, like, first 20 episodes. You'll meet, hear me going, I'm watching. I'm doing a <laughs> podcast. Get out. Yeah, you don't edit it out either. No, I don't edit it out. We're doing it live, man. <laughs> So, like, we would just do that, and then eventually I moved on to a new house, and I got my first final place, but I had roommates, so I had to be a little quiet, mm-hmm. but they were more understanding. But it was it was not the same, but December of last year, I moved in with a bunch of my roommates now, some of my best friends, and now I have the ability to get collectibles and put them someplace. So eventually I'll have a room, hopefully something like yours, which mm-hmm. would be amazing. If this uh, is this is the, the like just not being able to get rid of anything like collecting things for no really real good reason i have the opposite issue like i think everything i have or at least 90 percent of it is like uh what is it uh yeah i could like throw functional? it away or sell it oh yeah you have no sentimental value replaceable i think i, yeah. I guess i have some sentimental values it depends on how much i am into the fan base of some things mm-hmm. So like I'll you are hardcore into some of some of those worlds though, right? Like some oh, of those yeah. some of those things. Like correct me if I'm like um a little a little anime, a little anime in there, a little tra- but Transformers too. Uh, not much. I'm uh, misremembering. Damn a couple it. animes though. Uh, Adventure Time is one of my favorite things, and I've been planning on doing some videos on it, but I've been slacking on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Pilgrim comic series, yes. amazing. I have like. I camped out at Hot Topic like a month ago to grab like two <laughs> figures and apparently nobody else was going to be in line for it. I was just um, just very nervous that somebody was going to take them before me. Yeah. It, um, it's some hardcore things, but... You know what though, man? I, I, I don't remember wanting like for a better... Like for for somebody to get what they wanted so badly then like when you, you would say things like, I just want to get out of here. And I'm just like... I really, really hope that this happens. So then when the camera fires up and you've got these great headphones, you've got this great green screen behind you, I'm like, hot damn, it happened for Alan. Like, I'm just so happy about this. It's the glow up, man. I love it. And mm-hmm. then it, it's due to a lot of friends and stuff like that too, you know? Like Joey's helped out a lot, giving me some equipment that I've been able to use, like the light, for example. Mm-hmm. So I use that on streams, you know? It's, like I said, just getting piece by piece together eventually until the puzzle's like complete. It's amazing. Did you ever have like, because I think a lot of people go through it, so it wouldn't be abnormal, but I'm always curious of like the journey that people go through. Did you ever have moments where you're just like, why am I even putting myself through this? Like, it's a lot of stress and it's hard. hard. (laughs) It's so hard, especially when you get like, I had had a Facebook page originally. I got off of it, so it's it's completely done, but it was uh, Curly Supreme, I think it was the artist page Mm -hmm. originally. So I was originally artist, so I was graphic designer, and that's how I met a lot of friends from like, that I know now from Twitch and YouTube and stuff asking me for commissions. 
And it was like last year I took a bunch of them just so I could pre-order a Switch. So I was like, hey, everybody, all commission me at once. <laughs> it was so many commissions that I stopped drawing for almost a year. Like an entire oh, wow. year. Of just but I just ramped up like a month ago. Because it, it's stressful. Like I remember some guys didn't even get their commissions. They ordered in February. I didn't give it to them until like February of the next year. Wow. And I but they still so wanted bad. it and everything? Like it I all kind of worked so out? bad. Some of them were so nice about it, but yeah. then there's some of them were like, I need it now. So you had to keep pushing people's priorities back up and down, up like a stock, like like the stock market. Yeah. What else insane. were you kind of balancing at the time? Like, what's school? What's school doing for you? Are you doing school? No school. No school. I, I was originally going for art, and then like it's mm, the major and having a degree in art is really nothing at the moment. Yeah. Because it's so much things. It's more experience based than degree wise. You know. Mm. Uh, but no school, just hard work, working full time to, to pay for this nice spot, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is, uh, what is work now? Movie theater. Movie theater stuff. Okay, okay, sweet. It's what? a nice job. Yeah? Yeah, we got anime, we just played the My Hero Academia movie this week, so mm. I've never been happier than I have. I've been there for three years, and that was the happiest week I've had over there. You've been there for three years now? Holy oh, cow, yeah. dude. It's been good. It's yeah? It's been a good job. Oh man! Hoping eventually, you know. You seem this... happy. Oh yeah, I, I I like where I'm at right now. You know. Yeah. But Seems... yeah, a lot of art, a lot of art, which is the, the best part. Mm-hmm. Where did that all? Fun. Where did that start for you? Like Drawing. how did? Yeah, like were you scribbling on something back in the day? Like how did you kind of just actually start I, I getting tra- paid for it too? I used to trace GameCube covers back in the day, so yeah. it was specifically Sonic Adventure cover some mario sunshine cover and luigi's mansion cover i would come like constantly trace over and over and i would sell those prints you sell the traces i would sell the traces as posters <laughs> and people would go crazy for them and i was the only one in school because i did this in like third or fourth grade yeah and i would sell like I, I started making comics of like series that i thought was cool so i was like the only person selling comics like you ever want to like read captain underpants when you were a kid yeah man uh, when, like the kids, Harold and George, they're making comics mm-hmm. and selling. That was inspiration. So I used to make those and I would sell them like comics for like 50 cents. And they yeah. would range from things from like the most random stuff. It would be like Digimon to, I don't know if you know the PS1 classic game Medieval. I used yeah. to make comics for that. Nobody understood it. They're like, what is this game? And I'm like, trust me, read the comic. Just buy demo. it. Just buy it. Yeah. Trust me, it'll be good. Be like t- crossovers. So like at the time, were you thinking like comic art was kind of like where you where you were gonna go like i don't know like as a kid like you kind of get you have that tunnel vision right of there isn't like because art is everywhere it's in video games it's there's so many other things but like i remember being like the only way that you draw is if you're making cartoons or comic books right but there's obviously so much more to it oh yeah i love it because it's just more or less i looked at my old stuff because i recently found it all too i found a whole storage of just stack of comics it was amazing, but I look back at it. I'm like, this is so beta. This is so terrible looking <laughs> that it looks like chicken scratch now. Yeah. But at the same time, a lot of people really liked it. And I used to do like comic competitions where I'd send in comics and scripts and stuff. And the original plan oh, was wait. I would work for Cartoon Network. And like, that's still kind of a goal, but like it would, it would always mix between that and working with Sega for some reason. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is the most random goal. Good company to bank seven. on too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was seven, and I'm like, I'm working. For, I, I want to work for the conglomerate Sega. I mm-hmm. want to work at Sega Enterprise in San Francisco. It was the most random thing, 
but I drew way too much Sonic to think, hey, maybe they won't like my Sonic OC. Mm-hmm. I might just leave it on DeviantArt. So are you always like w- drawing the same thing over and over again? Like I feel like there's a lot of different approaches to drawing in there. Like you kind of like practice your craft. My, my friend would, uh, he could draw Sonic with his eyes closed. Like he oh, got, wow. he would draw Sonic so often that he just like he had it. It was very crude, and like he pushed way too hard on the on the <laughs> on the paper. Just like what is like, he was very strong, but yeah, he, he just had the, on the table now. You could just like yeah, seriously, he, he, he might have broken. For, <laughs> I mean, everything was built stronger back then, so because I'm ancient. Um, but yeah, like kind of what was like were you just kind of dabbling into everything at the time, like. Uh, kind of just dab- like even now I'm still dabbling into everything you know yeah. like as an artist you see all these people that are just like they're doing art they're doing 3D graphics now they're making mm. 3D designs you got them making full motion video they're all every artist on earth is working on a pilot you know oh really it, it's kind of like the wild west of like art right now yeah like, I mean even back then I was like working on that I had ideas for like games and like comics and stuff. I was an imaginative kid back then. Mm-hmm. Now I can't think of an OC to save my life, so I'm kind of <laughs> jealous of them. Did you bro- did you grow up with brothers or sisters, or is it just oh, yeah. you? Yeah, I got like two brothers and a sister. I got a stepsister, but she's not okay. really much. But they're they're okay. I, I used to have butt heads with them a lot more since I slept in the living room all the time. So I would always have what is it <laughs> privacy issues? Yeah, like, where I just like, hey, I'm trying to sleep. You know, and then you end up living with people the rest of your life anyways. You're having yeah, exactly. roommates and everything. So you're well trained for it. But now they're it. cool with me if I want to get up at 3 in the morning to get like a sandwich or something, you know? Mm-hmm. They're just like, ah, oh, it's just same old Alan doing his ding-dang thing, you know? <laughs> I love the 3 o'clock sandwich, too. Like, do you have to, like, put it together? I'm so lazy, man. I don't want to be putting together a sandwich. I want to just, like, reach into something. And that's how you end up – that's how you just end up gaining all this weight. You're I like just... a grand bag. You just, like, just – like, look like at this Costco thing of trail mix. <laughs> that sounds good to me. I don't want to put together a sandwich. Oh, my gosh. You just have it ready from Sam's Club or something. You just mm-hmm. go get one prepared, and then that's the 3 a.m. sandwich. Mm-hmm. That's the secret. So is everybody sharing video games back in the day, like with your brothers and your sister and stuff? Or is it just... We all had one GameCube. Yeah. My dad was more of, like, the, the supporter of video games. So you'd have, mm-hmm. like, a PlayStation 2 when it first came out. We had, like, the GameCube when it first came out. We used to... We would always be updated yeah. pretty much. But was your dad really. into it or more just like I have four kids living in this house? Please God, do something else. Like <laughs> he liked Namco games and he, he used oh, to be really? like Galaga champ and he kind of passed it on to me. Yeah. So my whole goal now as a like a fully functional adult going out to like bars and stuff once in a while is to impress people by playing Galaga. Is that a I'll thing? Like a bar you go to like barcades and stuff? There's a barcade in my city and yeah. I'd go there once or twice or so here or there. And I'd always go with a friend, different friend, and I'd always blow them away with how amazing I am at Galaga. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd go in there and be like, watch this, crack my fingers, put a quarter in the machine, and then I'd get a high score, and I would just sit there and wait for somebody to break it. Dude, that no. is a total time warp, man. That's like watching <laughs> The Wizard and just like, oh my god, it's Lucas, he's got his freaking power glove, and he's so incredible <laughs> and intimidating. I'm like, what? My video games? <laughs> like, we're just getting wowed by video games right now? I love how surprising like it is to see some people that are just so good at some games just mm-hmm. like when they see it at like a barcade or something they just blow my mind mm-hmm. like a friend mm-hmm. of mine destroyed me at tekken after i trashed him like so much in street fighter oh that's like, funny yeah tekken 2 i think that was the game i was really good at street fighter 2 mm-hmm. and i would just i would play it and then after he's like you i bet you won't be able to get me in tekken 2 and i jumped on and he destroyed me like i think he got like two perfects in a row 
and I felt you so bad about no myself. chance. You just, <laughs> you just go home with your tail between your legs. All the confidence just gone. <laughs> That's the thing with video games, man. They can make you feel super empowered or just some kid can just make you feel kind of the worst. <laughs> yeah, all it takes is one bad game. <laughs> I'm sure my son is going to do that to me at one point where he's just like, he'll show me up on, it won't take much, but Fortnite or whatever it happens to be, just waiting for that day. And I'll, and I'll be saying the things that I'll be that I've always said I never would say, like, oh, um, my son is really good at computers. Like, <laughs> he's just oh, yeah. he's just really fast with his reflexes and things. Kids are getting so smart these days because they have. See, that's what I don't want to say. The kids and the technology. That's what I, I don't want to say. I'm 23. That. I think I could say a little bit, like a little bit better. I just did something today where there were like, there's a regional transit, like a bus card that you could get now digitally, and you could reload it and unload it and stuff to get mm-hmm. bus passes. And I'm like, that's so much technological <laughs> stuff. I can't do this. I don't want to sign so up funny. and deal with it. Well, you could scan it at the nearest barcode center at every stop, and I'm like, yep. that's so much though. It's oh so my weird. Gosh. That is I'm just hilarious. imagining how it's going to be in 10 years. But that's what I want, though. I want it to be, I'm getting, maybe now I'm at the right age where I'm like, I need that, I need that part of my life to be easier. So thank oh, you, yeah. technology. So maybe there's this part, <laughs> our part in our life where we're like, we're at the resist age. We're still like the, instead of like rebelling our parents, we're rebelling like the next generation. Like <laughs> these kids don't even know the struggle. Like I grew up with dial up or I grew I don't there even know. There was no you'd... Bluetooth controllers back in my day. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, we can, but you can stretch it a little bit too. Like back in back when I was a, a young man, I had to I washed my sweaters on a in a wooden barrel and I, <laughs> dry, I even know on my, a washboard right next to the creek. Yeah, I, I I had learned how to drive a car with a hole in the floor, and I had to use my heels to stop. <laughs> <laughs> drive up to order my brontosaurus burger, and it would tip my car over. <laughs> um so i can't believe like so tell me tell me about what it's like to be friends with joey ferris joey's a good guy i I, I like him i love him he's a good friend and he's probably one of the biggest supporters of like whatever i do whenever i do it yeah so it's like i disappear and he's like ah he's off doing his thing so i don't don't remember when you guys met you guys seem like your childhood friends Ah, i wish i met um first year of college because i did go to college for a second Mm mm-hmm and I went for like a semester and then realized it wasn't worth as much as my time as I thought. So I remember I like mm-hmm. I met him at a convention here and I was still doing cosplay at the time. I was doing Zelda cosplay. So I was doing Link and I showed up and then he comes in with his like baby face. This was before the beard. <laughs> no beard. Yeah. Beard. Uh, he shows up. He's like, hey, can I interview you quick? Sure. And then he makes the typical Legend of Zelda like puns that you hear. Break a pot puns. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, my God. I'm with Princess Zelda or something like that. You know, typical Joey jokes. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Zelda's a girl, guys. And I was like, OK, he seems cool because, you know, as when you're younger, anybody that relates to you in any way and talks to you about video games, you're going to be like, oh, that's cool. I it's, like that guy. We're best friends. Yeah, exactly. I didn't see him for like two months after that. No, like a month after that. And like I saw him at my college just sitting in the cafeteria. I was like, yo, you're the dude that interviewed me. He's like, do I know you? Oh, it was a moment. It was such a magical moment for you. And he's like, I don't. I don't even think of you. He was it's still kind of hanging now. with the cringy kids. So, like, mm. he was still in that group. But the even then, like, kids. I think we jumped on basically really quick and just talked about video games all the time. So, mm-hmm. I've known him since 2014. Mm-hmm. How did so you ever get into, like, crossplay? Because, like, I didn't even hear about this until, like, way, way late. 
and cosplay has like, been really weird because yeah. like it, it feels like it was an underground thing up mm-hmm. until like 2012 or something until like it started getting up there with like those like uh those escape rooms and stuff how they're popular but they've oh, been around yeah. for so long you know uh it's it's like that was the it cosplay, always sexy when it was underground was it always was there a sexy element no there was people there was there's always been people that take advantage of that kind of situation mm-hmm. uh, where it's like oh hey i could easily sell uh pornographic stuff of people dressed as link i could you know what i mean like sexy right zombies, what is that sexy, the rule yeah. is it rule 34, rule 34 I think? yeah 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 i don't know they just make rule 34 it's a lot nicer now like it's a lot more not discreet but like a lot t- like uh tasteful you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. they, do, they, they do it justice not just like a bikini with like some spikes on it and they're like oh i'm bowsette now you know they mm-hmm. like actually do some stuff with it that'd be all right though i mean People have done it. <laughs> it's been a week. Bowsette has just completely turned the world upside down, man. Oh, dude. We were not ready for this. <laughs> of all the years, too, 2018 was not the one I would have predicted. Like, we thought it was going to be Bongo Cat for the meme of the month in September, but mm-hmm. Bowsette just comes in and just takes the whole month. It, it ruins the stock market of memes. It is just... <laughs> stock market of memes! <laughs> it, dude, it really is a stock market. We're over here at my job. Like, I got a couple of meme experts at my work, which is the weirdest sentence i've ever said that's awesome we go to work and we'll talk about which one do you think is going to win meme of the month which one do you think's rising and lo- really you know i mean yeah and that's been an idea of mine to do like a video where it's like stock market memes like that guy that makes like stock market videos and like you're buying them you're slamming you're yelling you're yeah, throwing things at the, the camera and stuff yeah, yeah exactly. you should totally like, do that you could put the whole like <laughs> set behind you and everything with your green screen just that'd green be really funny and stuff and then just you know what a little desk i hate to to pump his tires as much as we are already but like joey would be incredible at that i would love to have joey as part of that seriously just <laughs> go ape shit and just so what is it wait a minute wait a minute we're skipping over something here what is like there's an actual job about like analyzing memes and like their popularity i really, I really wish there was i just do that like for fun oh, because okay. like a lot of people have been doing it. there's like a meme calendar where they're just like january this is the meme amazing oh that's you know? so good so it's like people actually do look at each month of memes as if it's like a stock market. Which one's going to be the highest one? Which one's going to be lowest? Like Dogecoin mm. or something, you know? It's like this month has been weird. I, mean, I, I think me and Joey, between everybody else in the group with the Nuke the Fridge, we've been just sending each other Bowsette stuff, trying to see if we could top each other. It's like, okay, have you seen this one? Unfortunately for them, I've seen them all. <laughs> But isn't that what the internet was built for, really? Like, we get all the bonus stuff of online play and, like, Skype calling and podcasting. But it was really meant for, like, I found a thing. I got to send it to my friend so that he (laughs) thinks it's, like, the most crazy thing ever. And then you go back and forth and then you multiply that by billions of people. That's what Apparently the for the for. Bowsette person, the guy, the the person that created it, they've been getting like negative and positive attention. Of course, I don't know if he's saw any of that. Like, I guess like Japanese like Twitter users are actually like sending them praise. Like, hey, I just wanted to let you know your creation really made my day. Thank you so much. And I'm just like, oh, that's that's hmm. precious. Have Memes you have a difference? Have you been commissioned to do a Bowsette yet, though? Not yet. I made one voluntarily. I want more. <laughs> can you? Can we use it as a? as a thumbnail can i have it oh yeah sure you can say no because no no that's fine dude i'd love it yeah okay i'm gonna ask you for it after this if you don't oh, yeah, for sure. i've got it written down because i was already no matter what whether you gave me one or not i was gonna pull something from the internet <laughs> and just be like we <laughs> use a bit of the clickbait so oh yeah i already plan on making several type of like mm-hmm. 
pieces of art for it too so like mm-hmm. it's this is just the beginning this is just the baseline here <laughs> Um, talk to me a little bit, cause I never really got into drawing as much as I always wanted to. I was never good enough at it, but I really enjoyed it. But I remembered like the first couple times I'd draw like April O'Neil back in the day and be like, there's some, some hips here and there's some, some bosom and like, <laughs> and like she, I mean, nothing I was drawing was really all that provocative, right? It was nothing like too much, but like, how do you, like, do you think about that too much when you're drawing like a, maybe a, a curvy kind of figure? Like, how, how curvy do I make this? How pervy do I make this? Yeah, see, I feel like I, I, I can't do streams with drawing because people just like come in like halfway through my stream and they're like, oh, he's just, why is he working on those boobs, boobs still? <laughs> it's just zoomed up like straight on them. And I feel really bad about that. But um, I feel like it, it depends. Like I draw almost exclusively uh, female characters because I feel like they have the most fashion sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, le- not less, but less and more details, kind of, depending on what you make of it. Because, like, you draw characters, like male characters, they always have, like, muscle define and definition and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Almost, the curve is kind of a difference, because it's, like, it kind of does feel like there's a difference of you, like, making just one centimeter, it's a difference. Yep. And it's, like, a fine line between making somebody very curvy or very thick. Mm-hmm. thick so yeah <laughs> it's it's a fun little detail that and then you got extra elements you could do like you could add like the stockings on them and then you have like that little extra spot like the where mm-hmm. like their leg tucks in it it's it's crazy people go crazy for like small little details like that well that's just it and like so as somebody who played like like i played doki doki literature club <laughs> last year and i was thinking like somebody had to like draw all these poses and like the giggles they didn't draw the giggles but like they kind of like <laughs> I don't know. It's and it's so tailored to elicit that sort of like that response oh, yeah. to make you tighten the pants a little bit. So it's a little oh, yeah. weird. Like it's I don't know, but it's like gorgeous artwork. Obviously, like it's incredibly these are incredibly talented artists. But like at the same time, you're like a little, little porny there. <laughs> they they definitely have to do some fan service. Like my friend uh, that I live with is like that's well said. Uh, fan service. That's way better. I'm I'm using all the wrong words. <laughs> no, that works <laughs> it's too. Fan service. <laughs> Uh, like my friend who does drawings like a billion times better than me, but she does some amazing, like a lot, not looter, but like very provocative ish drawings. Mm-hmm. And I, I always keep, I like keep her method in mind because it's just like, it, it's insane to see somebody that's on a level. Even if you like don't draw compared to somebody who does draw yep. watching the person that draws, you see it and just like, wow, that looks so seamless. How do they even do that? Mm-hmm. Even somebody that I've been like drawn for like over a decade still like looks at other people's drawings and I just still go, wow, it's just so amazing. It's just that easy. Because mm-hmm. it does get stressful if you can't figure out some things. What about the different like styles though? Like, cause I, I, I do see that like some artists kind of stick to like a particular style. It's always like, you can definitely see like Adam Leonard, for example, you can always tell it's an Adam Leonard drawing. And yes, this is yeah. like the sixth week in a row I've talked to you about you, Adam. So just take it easy. Um, <laughs> but when I look at your collection of, of stuff, like it's very, it's very diverse, actually. Like you do have stuff that is very like Scott Pilgrim uh, inspired. You, and you're kind of like, talk to me a little bit about the, the variety that you're able to kind of cover with all of the different art that you're, that you're putting out. I remember I like advertised a year ago that uh, for the commissions, like I told you how they piled on and everything. The whole reason why is because I told them I could mimic any art style. Right. And I kind of did that as a challenge to myself. And in the end, it kind of did work out. Mm-hmm. I did some really nice comic work stuff that I kind of made it seem like, 
I kind of based it a lot off of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles kind of like comic book designs because I'm really a really big fan of the older stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there are some people like, I really want this anime Ghibli looking stuff. I want this Scott mm. Pilgrim looking art. And actually the Scott Pilgrim art is kind of the most heavily based uh, influence that I got on my art, like basic art style. Yeah. Like if there's like an average, cause people like kind of like how they dye their hair so much and they forget what their actual hair color is. Mm. You, you change your art style up so much and you try to like, like focus on other people's like demands of what they want. You kind of forget what your base is. So mm-hmm. like, I feel like the year that I've been doing it, I've been doodling here and there trying to figure out what was my original design. Cause you kind of forget that. Mm-hmm. What, so, and what's your what's your setup like like are you still drawing on on paper at all or is it all digital uh currently paper but from paper it goes to digital so i i upgraded to a very nice studio tablet so usually they sir they give you a tablet that's like a little rectangle and mm-hmm. you have a pen and it's more of like hand-eye coordination to the screen right the issue so is you're looking at a screen that you're not actually like the drawing is not appearing on necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Well, the, the, the tablet itself is just a blank can like a blank piece of like plastic basically. Mm-hmm. And you're just drawing on it and whatever shows up on the screen is what you're doing on the paper. So it's a little bit of a sense of like, like I said, hand-eye coordination, but if you get these studio ones, they actually have a screen so that right. like you can see the computer. It's basically another monitor, but with the ability to draw on it, mm-hmm. which I feel gives the artist a lot better chance to realize their style mm-hmm. because like if you if you ask another artist their style on like digital is way different from what they probably do on physical mm-hmm. because there's a different level of like mastery it takes to do those tablets so i felt like when i got this thing it was a really big thing and that's when i started challenging myself going hey any style i can actually do it now mm-hmm. so so where's what's the like if everything were to work out like where where do you go in five years or next year or whatever? Like what's where does this take you in life? Do you think? Oof, that's a tough one. I am currently trying to push for a. I, I would say some sort of brand. You know what I mean? Some sort of recognition. I don't know where it would be at, but it would be nice selling like prints, designs, t-shirts, you know, stuff like that, and making mm-hmm. while well, making content on on this platform. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And how do you like? So does the internet be, like? How does it help to? maybe do the nuke the fridge stuff is there stuff that you're able to do to combine the worlds at all at all or is the video game stuff completely separate of the production stuff that you're doing is it separate from nuke the fridge or is that the the input uh, that you have on that recently i've been kind of doing a reboot of like my okay. art, art side of things so mm-hmm. right now like this weekend i think i'm opening up my facebook page again like brand new one from scratch seeing where i could go with this one good timing yeah amazing timing actually <laughs> October comes in and they usually call it Inktober. So there's like a prompt that you would follow every day and there Mm -hmm. would be a new drawing every day in October. So I thought maybe this is the perfect time. Mm -hmm. But currently that's separate from Nuke the Fridge, which kind of gives you like it gives me a little bit more stress knowing that I still got to fulfill the, you know, obligations of doing stuff for Nuke the Fridge. But at the same time, I really can't put down my art stuff anymore Mm because I feel more motivated than ever to do things. Why do you think that is? Why, like, what is it about it that is keeping you? I love hearing that. I think that's like, that's so awesome because it's like, that's the original passion. I, it sounds like, and then like, cause and it can easily get sidetracked. You can easily get distracted with like, Oh, this is something that's cool. And like, I'll put this off to the side and maybe pick it up at some point. And it's just like, it's so encouraging to hear that. Like, this is like the thing that's true in your center. You're like, no, this is what I'm, this is what I'm pushing forward. Everything else has to kind of step aside for a second. 
Exactly. Like, I, I feel like it's, it's always been at my core to draw. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you know, sometimes even your dreams, you got to put it aside for a minute to focus on the real world, which sounds kind of soul crushing. But yeah, it's kind of a realistic thing. And I'll, I feel like everybody kind of has to go through that once in a while. I feel so, like, like, honestly, like I like I I've gone through different cycles of it, to be honest, like yeah. um, going through. I don't know how anybody does any of this stuff. And does college like i don't know how you oh, do that dude. and do school or like oh my gosh moving for the first time speaking to the choir yeah like i know people that go full-time job right after their days at school and then they go home and they stream for like three hours right and then they work on homework and then i'm just like how do you do that dude i can barely get up before noon mm-hmm. right exactly so like there's that and then and then you have a moment where, like, when I met, went, met my wife and we're kind of building that whole thing. And now, like, we've kind of got a really good thing where Link, our, our son is just about a year and a half. Um, and so he's sleeping and he, everything is good. New baby's going to come and throw everything up. So it's, it just, <laughs> everything comes in waves, man. That's kind of like the thing that I keep trying to convey within this show is like, you take the good times or the bad times. You just know that when the bad times are there, like, they're temporary. Even yeah, though, like, exactly. in the moment, you're just like, man, this feels like it's going to be forever. How do I climb out of this? I feel like the last year was kind of more transformative than anything. And exactly what you're describing. It was a bad time mm-hmm. where I was just, you know, working full time, you know, staying up till five in the morning, fulfilling all these obligations, working till midnight at my shift at jaw, you know, at the theater. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't soul crushing more or less that it was like very lonely. But at the same time, like now, like it's a completely different atmosphere as it was last year. Now I'm with my best friends. Mm-hmm. I'm working at the same job, but I'm liking it a lot more. And then now I'm actually drawing comes back, you know, I lo- and and that's so through. natural. It's just like you, you get to your happy place and then all of a sudden, like that's where the art kind of flows from that. that like you, you, it's like golfing in Happy Gilmore. You got to go to your happy place a little bit. That's probably exactly. a movie that most most people don't even know <laughs> even exists because it was made before they were born. And I'm very old. Uh, <laughs> that's really cool to hear, man. I think that part of it is like I get really stressed out and anxious when I feel like my time is claimed before I even get a chance to have right. a discussion about it. Like it's kind of like it, it happens to a lot of us with our with our. Uh, with their paychecks probably first before our time. But like you have your paycheck and you're like, well, son of a bitch. I like that goes to my bills. I just like put a roof That's over my head and like, what exactly right now? Right. Actually. So, so it, it, it gets compounded. I think later when, so you've already tried to like reconcile the fact that my money is spent before I get it. And now my, apparently my time is spent before I get it or have a, a chance to even yeah, like try say, to scope things allocating out. Allocating time is also like such a pain. Like, it's everything. You- I remember, what is it? Today's my first day of the three days off that I have, which I'm very much looking forward to. The day's already gone. and I, I know, it's gone! I clean my room, and then I look, and it's like five or six, and I'm just like, I gotta go to the store and go grocery shopping, mm-hmm. and then I come back and do the dishes, and then here I am on the park. Oh no, I'm ruining it! Oh No, 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 this is it... the perfect end of it, I promise. <laughs> oh, that's, that's sweet, man. Um, speaking of using up all your time doing all the things, you know, as content creators, we, I think, balance between I want to play games, but I want to also talk about games. And then I got all these other things that I want to do. Right. It's the whole um, I don't know, man, but I have I've gone back and forth on this and I've gone done so many different things over the years. But I do feel like ultimately by making the content, it either allows me to like it justifies the time that I do put into playing them later and it also, it, it again, it, it, it preclaims that time for me. So if I say I'm going to stream Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like, 
that's my video game time and like <laughs> nothing else can can kind of take that over See, so I've that, sort of allocated time to do that for Saturday and Sundays myself, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Because usually my my time is Monday through Thursdays. I work on my job. Fridays I usually set up, clean up, do all my stuff. You know, weekly patrol kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the weekends are dedicated to that completely. We're so like, similar. But as a content creator, you eventually want to do more and more. But even then, that more and more stuff kind of takes more and more time to do. Mm-hmm. So like making videos, people think you just pop out videos like nothing. Those yeah. t- could take up to like hours. I did stuff for Joey's channel, Commonwealth Realm, for a little bit uh, this past summer. And I remember the average video took up to like four to six hours sometimes mm-hmm. for like a 12 to 14 minute video. And that's like um, when you kind of, yeah, exactly. For not a huge giant video. It's not a mecha like opus that you're creating. Oh, yeah. But you still got to have that sense of like not cinematography, but very nice editing that keeps the, the individual watching still. Or mm-hmm. else they're just going to be watching one long trailer looping. Mm-hmm. over and over no one's gonna want to watch that you know Might as well i've actually seen that i've seen sometimes really? on that yeah well and actually from so there's a there's a video game tv show they did you uh i'm not sure if it would have been on g4's reviews on the run and ep daily was was on and, and near oh. the end it did seem like the writing was on the wall <laughs> that like things were kind of a little tight because you'd see them talking about a game for maybe five minutes and you'd see like the same kind of the clip sort of repeat itself. same trailer like over and over. I think I saw something like that for like Bayonetta or something on that channel. Mm-hmm. And they would just show the same clip of her like jumping onto like a platform over and over. Yeah, man. I went, And I talked to Alex Van Aken about this as well. Like, you know, I don't know if you make videos any differently, but if, in my mind, they, they have to be, for the most part, like chronological. So you're working on the beginning at the start. Maybe you might do bookends. You might have like your mm-hmm. stuff at the start and the end. But for the most part, you're working at it from the start to the fin- to the finish. So you're working on it as if <clears throat> the viewer is going to see it. So you have to make sure that you maintain that like attention to detail. Like when you start oh, it, you're yeah. like, I'm doing like every transition, every frame, everything's going to be perfect. And you have to make sure that you carry that on. But it's so easy to go like, man, I am six hours into this thing. And let's just, can I just finish this? Like, who cares if it's like the same static shot for the rest of the last two minutes? Yeah. Constantly. I would get halfway through and go, okay, this is not my best work. And like, it it would be that moment where it's like a, like a fever dream. You just kind of like snap out of it. And you're just Mm -hmm. like, did I just do that? Oh gosh, no. And then you just like, I I would just stop there and be like, I'll start fresh tomorrow, Mm -hmm. wake up and then try to finish it and then try to go through like second detail run through. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people have different processes from what I found out. Yeah. Like a lot of other channel, like that's what I like the nuke the fridge channel right now. Cause there's like, I think like four different people making videos at the moment. You got like uh, our friend Andres who's working on like really funny kind of like video game donkey esque, like, really funny clip parts mm-hmm. from like a review but it's still a review which i really enjoy from him you got other we got the game and talk podcast which is very much uh edited uh sometimes most of the time it's live uh, it needs got, to be every week alan i'm sorry to i don't mean to rip on you guys so much every week it's I've so tried, funny you know? oh my gosh man it is and i don't know if like you you get on joey's case or what it is but you're like sometimes you just go on like you just go off on your things. I'm just like, Alan is just so freaking funny, man. And I need more of it. It's so hilarious. And I've always, I remember saying to Joey when the first time he was on, on this show, I just remember, uh, your guys' show back then was like one of the first that I've seen just two people like do a one on one thing. And I remember back then thinking like, that is absolutely terrifying. Like, how do two people like fill the hour? How do you, like, I would rely on like four people to like, hopefully we can get to, 
55 minutes at least. And I remember I just being wild by your guys' you know, back Joey, and forth. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I was just saying I was wild by your back and forth. Thank you. Um, Joey just has a lot to say. I think Joey's probably <laughs> one of the most outspoken people I've ever, like, met. Because mm-hmm. he'll talk about literally anything for, like, an hour. Mm-hmm. You know? Or just make a really goofy joke, and then I get on his case about the goofy joke. Mm-hmm. But uh, And then I kind of bring the element of I like taking things on long tangents, you know, but you're very like, imaginative. Like you're very like yeah. like he'll go off and talk about these things that he's very passionate about. But you're like, but what if I say like this little? And I can almost just imagine like the cartoon that's playing in your mind, and it's very happy. Exactly. It's like I don't know. It's like ponies and fairies and just <laughs> happiness. Just sound a little gayer than I wanted it to. <laughs> that works perfectly. But it was um, very it was very jubilant. That my been, my picture of your mind working is very just like cartoony. It's it's mostly just a hamster wheel with like a wizard hat just going through like a wheel. <laughs> Who has That's why amazing. does he have a wizard hat? We don't know. He'll probably go on a tangent about it. That's uh, so good. <laughs> but I like I like looking at a lot of the spots that I come into on the podcast. What I provide is like I like thinking of it a way as hey maybe there's a fan watching that would animate this specific part in the podcast. That's why oh, it's that's so descriptive funny. kind of thing. Oh and man, you should do like. that. Yeah. You should take those little clips. Uh, like they used to do, like the kind of funny doodles. I think uh, I don't know if you ever watched the kind I of funny that, stuff. Yeah. That was like some of my favorite things, man. Take the I favorite those moments. Are good. Um, I used to watch those Rooster Teeth animated uh, adventure ones. Like they mm-hmm. have like stick figure drawings of like some of the segments of like their five thousand episodes. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, right? And I would always, yeah, exactly. We're only on seventy, but if we didn't take that ten years of breaks. You'd be right with me, man. I'm more 170. You're 172. Yeah, exactly. We're on. Yeah, we're very much less than 100 still. (laughs) We took a good summer off. I think everyone's coming back eventually and we'll probably be doing weekly stuff. It's just hard with everybody's schedule and especially when I'm trying to. I I told them all Fridays, but Fridays don't cut it with some of them. So, you know, we'd have to. Well, that's why we're doing this on Friday. Friday, as it turns out, is a great night. And I'm like, and honestly, this morning or yesterday, I was like, okay. Saturday's kind of a gong show for me. Who do I know in the Pacific time zone? <laughs> I haven't had Alan on yet. Like, and honestly, like I've got like this, I've got the, uh, this is way inside baseball, but I've got a spreadsheet that says like the episode and then who's on that, ep- the episode number, who's on it, who's the guest, and then the song that I use because I never want to duplicate the song. Oh, um, that's cool. So it's like, because uh, I was, I was introduced with something from OC Remix or somebody's uh, homemade stuff or something. And yeah. so I've got below the actual list of like the date, the episode and this, I've got below, I've got like my hit list. And I'm like, how have I not had, <laughs> and I still had it like written as Curly Supreme. Oh, like I still gosh. had like the contact information, everything. Like this is apparently how I spend my time is like my little, <laughs> like my little so address. Cool, though. Like I, that's pretty impressive. It's cool to look back on a, like the list of just the different people that I've talked to and the conversations that I've had. Just like spec, like all sorts of different things, like musicians and artists and people going through really difficult times to just now coming into like really happy times. It's pretty, it's pretty incredible, man. And and just discovering like all the different types of content that everybody's creating and just like putting their blood, sweat, and tears into it. I don't know how you don't like get inspired by that and just like oh, want to do something else like, the next time. I I kind of went away from Twitter after a while because it kind of just felt like an empty platform. Like you'll see the like I don't know if you get it where it's like oh hey I have like so and so followers but I only get like one post Mm -hmm. or like one like per post that really affected that really affects me as like not only as a content creator but as an artist because you know just like content producing it's like you get like five hundred like you put like five to ten hours on like a project and then you only get it met with like two views and like two Mm -hmm. likes it kind of it's a little discerning. 
that's why I don't look at, I have no idea how many people listen to this podcast. <laughs> I've never looked at the numbers on any of it because I know no matter what, man, and I've said this before a few times, so people have heard me say this, but like, whatever the number is, I'll probably be dissatisfied with it. Oh, if the yeah. number is 500, I'm like, why isn't it 1,000? If it's 5,000, I'm like, why isn't it 10,000? That's a good mindset to have, though. I like that. Uh, like, I, I kind of dedicated my platform for Twitter mostly for the past few weeks to sharing, like, a bunch of artists and stuff like that that don't mm-hmm. have that much um, recognition and to, with the hopes of hopefully this reaches at least one person who follows them. What's the what's the art scene like where you live, like the physical like community? Because like I know for my brother, he was uh, his heart was in music. Right. So he he trained to be a musician, but then he like went out and like the city that we live in. It's just like there's nothing. There's like maybe a spot on like one street where like on the corner, all the jazz musicians like would gather. And that was it. But then he moved to Vancouver and it's like that city is very like liberal arts, very just like let's all support each other and things like that. So I'm always curious where people are, I think, physically uh, it almost gets overlooked now because we're all on the internet. So oh, yeah. you don't really consider what is our physical environment like. I also feel like with some cities, like currently like Sacramento is looking through like a very large, like, uh, what is it called? Gentrification. So like a lot of new things are coming up. They're looking at a lot of artists. But if I would consider how the artists are in the city, I would say underappreciated, really. Because yeah. Yeah. they're focusing on artists from outside the city, which I remember I got particularly mad because they had made a brand new center. It's called the Golden One Center that they have downtown New Arena. They got the Kings. They got ESPN Finals, all that fun stuff that they're doing. Or not ESPN, whatever it is, the college football. <laughs> NCAA. There we go. But they <laughs> hired this, like, $2 million sculpture or statue or something outside, and they hired some dude from, like, New York or something. Mm-hmm. And it was $2 million, and it had no representation of the city it was literally just like a plate glass like six inch thick 10 foot statue that apparently looks like piglet if it was in like one of those church stained glass windows amazing so that everyone calls it the piglet statue now now i kind of want maybe that might be the thumbnail instead (laughs) (laughs) but like and i remember going to college even for the one semester seeing all these like under like underdeveloped artists even are just amazing like yeah. some people are just like you could see who are the mosaic guys who are the uh the graffiti guys who are the really nice like making really contemporary art guys graphics it's insane how like sm- not underutilized but actually underutilized how it is in the city i'd feel mm-hmm. like the city would want to get more artists so it's it feels more underground with the art scene here so aside from like actually creating the art like how do you engross yourself in that world like for video games like i listen to podcasts i play the things i read up on stuff i'm reading reviews i'm i'm actively consuming as much as i'm creating as well like i'm in the video game world so i don't know but i don't know what that means like for art like how does that does that is there actually an analog is there a comparison that exists in the art world it's really weird twitter is kind of like the best place i would say for artists at the moment yeah. Facebook's kind of cool, but Facebook kind of uh, tends to hide your posts. Awesome. Which, which yeah. is re- yeah, the best want. part. Thanks. Best, best part being zucked by the artist. <laughs> uh, the real artist is Mark Zuckerberg. Himself. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Twitter is the best spot I would say to add, like put your art out at the moment yeah. because the hashtag is so easily accessible that you just like type it in, boom, you have every piece of Bowsette fan art you have. On but the like, planet. what are what are you consuming? So like, I'll give another example. Um, my my wife, um, <laughs> she she is she's in the mom world, man. Like yeah. she's in all these different like Facebook groups to learn about oh, okay. like how do kids teach themselves how to eat and like what do you like when do they when should they learn how to, like tips on how to teach them how to talk and she's like in it she is is a sponge just soaking up all the information and i remember when i first started getting into games back when like my dad got me a pc gamer magazine i, I remember Oof. the specific decision of like i'm like i don't know any of the words that they're talking about i'm like i don't know what a 3d graphics card is 3d fx <laughs> thing that they're, they're saying what i don't the know the words team, or right? what's what's a resolution um <laughs> i didn't understand it but i remember thinking i made a conscious decision of like i'll just read it and i will I will come to know it just by reading it. Like it's almost like language if you just oh, yeah. surround yourself in it. So I'm because the reason I asked because you just kind of like uh, with a lot of love, I think you mentioned like you know the graffiti guys or the mosaic guys, and I'm like I don't know any of the. I wouldn't be able to name those things off the top of my head yeah. because I'm not in that world. But like I know what you mean when you say it. I just I'm trying to understand kind of how do you know what all of those things are? How did you I... come to be cultured in art? I guess. Some people are just like, they kind of just brush up on it. Like you said, with the PC gaming, like I kind of just followed a lot of groups and stuff like that, that Mm -hmm. would like talk about it. Or I would actually try to find like an art gallery or something in the city that would be like representing some artists that I would know or anything. Mostly if there was something, uh, sack anime and like a Mm. lot of these conventions that you go to, you see an artist alley of just hundreds of artists who are ready to just, that are just craving your attention. Yep. So I would just go over there. I want to just I would love finding my favorite ones just sitting there be like, oh, hey, you from here? Really? Did you go to school here? Did you do this? And like some of them have given me some good answers. Mm-hmm. And then because of them, I found like a couple of places that they have like there's like a comic shop downtown that does like art meetings once a month where they have like, uh, uh, what is it? Um, up and coming artists for comics that are trying to make like published comic board uh, comic books and works and stuff. So it, it's kind of weird. Like I said, it's really underground in this city more than anything. You have to like look more than anything. Mm-hmm. But it's it there. Gets, yeah, it's there. You just, it's it's hard to see. It's like right there. It's I wouldn't say plain sight, but it's like low low opacity. You could kind of mm-hmm. see. And it's that it's also that tricky thing too, where like you know it's there, so it can still be yeah. yours, but it's not big enough for it to be like this booming thing. But if it was, and it would be mainstream, like maybe there's not, maybe that's not really good too. Like I think about a lot of the bands that I was into back in the day. I was like, I really just want them to be- make it big, and then they make it big. I'm like, man, these guys suck now. Like they, just <laughs> <laughs> you know, or even like Comic Con itself. Like you go to San Diego, and and people talk very fondly about the old days, and it was this underground thing, and now it's mainstream. It becomes it just becomes something else. So it's almost like a be careful what you wish for kind of situation. Oh, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know how the booming uh, art scene in Sacramento would look if it actually were to happen. I feel like there'd just be a nice like mosaic or like a like a piece of graffiti on every side of a building in the city. That sounds all right. That sounds like a nice city I live in. That sounds all right, man. So, um, Last, the last thing I want to ask you about is the stream. So, are are, do you, are you playing games on streams? Are you mostly uh, doing creative streams? Like, what can people expect when they? And I don't even know how. Are you saying it, Alonzo Mega? <laughs> yeah, Alonzo Mega. 
I kind of just came on that one on the fly, to be honest. I want I want Curly Supreme back. I really liked like, Curly really? Supreme. Yeah, I liked Gosh. it a lot. But I don't want to mess with your mojo, man. It, Alonzo Mega is pretty spectacular as well. I, I think feel like Alonzo Mega comes up with a recreation of like what I want to build up to be the right thing. Because mm-hmm. like, you asked a question recently, like earlier, like what I wanted to be, like where I wanted to be in like a year up to five mm-hmm. years. And it, it's kind of like if I would describe what I would want to be looked at as, it's kind of like, the 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 what is his name gosh why is this giving me donald glover of like mm. content creating you know what i mean where it's like you don't need to know every second that he's tweeting just know that something's coming yeah i love that idea so like alonzo mega i felt like it was a very clean cut name really good it describes me because apparently some people have called me alonzo once in or once in a while uh so i was like okay alonzo mega is a good name you could cut that to a.m it's nice it's pretty yeah see what i mean (laughs) i i start to think it's it's sort of like um if uh power rangers was created in europe it's kind of what i'm thinking like uh (laughs) it's like megazord but like uh a a, a fancy italian guy or actually alfonso is what i'm thinking (laughs) Saban's alfonso mega alfonso mega that's uh that's your european counterpart alan that's so That'd funny. Be, is it going to be more like Beetleborgs or is it going to be more like VR Troopers? That's the no, question. No, more VR Troopers, I think, for sure. Okay, that's good then. That's the, <laughs> we're living in the good timeline then. <laughs> that's uh, so like, funny, man. The creative streams haven't happened yet because I'm trying to get it used to like the stream. Like Lately, I've done two weeks of streams, and mm-hmm. so far they've been more of tests more than anything of just like getting everything all Smart. set up. Yep. What's good? What's working this way? What's working that way? And it's been met pretty well. I, I yeah. like a lot of the people that are coming through and it's getting a little busy. What I like always never like is like when you get like four or five people, you really just want to hear from them, you know, mm-hmm. like even if it's just a high or something, I really just love the attention of just talking to them, just yeah. having a conversation. Yeah. You, and cause you kind of do the whole, like, I, I know you're there, but like, you gonna, are you going to say something? Should I just, like, maybe not pay too much attention to the fact you're there? It is. Those are the old, like, the growing kind of things of starting streaming. They're, like, oh, yeah. I'm really happy to hear that, like, that's the approach that you're taking. Because I know a lot of people just want to, they start up the stream, they want to be giant and everything. But it's kind of, like, take that opportunity to. Yeah. You legitimately, people have the expectations that, oh, I'm going to play Fortnite. I'm going to get three wins. Yeah. And I'm going to be <laughs> a booming wins. sensation. Watch out, Ninja. I'm coming yeah. for that Galaxy 10 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like. It just doesn't happen like that, unfortunately. Like, what I've learned is, like, I'm coming to stream, like, I'm coming streaming on Twitch, like, completely brand new, not knowing anything about the platform anymore, because it's changed drastically over the past year or two, especially with Amazon owning them. Uh, So it's like, I don't know any of this. So I like the little achievement system that they have for, like, streaming and stuff. I thought that was really nice. That was a game changer for me, man. I like it. Like yeah. I, I try to come in. I like I try to wake up in the morning the same kind of way. It's like okay, do this, post this, draw, mm-hmm. do this, and I'm like, with them telling me what to do on stream, that's amazing. And they could have like they really could have done anything when you come to think of it. Like they could have created metrics or goals or things for you to do um, that didn't matter. That that either didn't uh, make you a better streamer or didn't actually help you uh, find a following. But I do feel like they've managed to do that really well. They've done both. They 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 force you or they encourage you to be um frequent and and regular in your streams and to stream for a long time and like those are things that help you get better and then also make you more discoverable and i just think that 
they've done such a great job of gently kind of getting you in there. Like get your get your average up to three viewers. Oh yeah, and then exactly. you know it's, it's really cool. I like it because the last stream I did last week, I was playing for a moment. I remember I got up to like ten people, and I remember this is like the best thing that's happened. I was like, yes, ten people. That's mm-hmm. the best that'll happen. I'm sure it'll get better and I'm sure it'll keep going up and up the more I continue to do the same thing because mm-hmm. I'm following what Twitch is advising. You know what I mean? Like keep it up and going up for like two hours and, you know, stream or what is it? Uh, hosting other channels and doing all this fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's a fun little thing. Oh man. Well, I can't wait for more people to check it out. And the, the, the last thing that I'll say about it is that, you know, when I play, uh, well, I'm not, I'm playing Fortnite. Let's be honest. Uh, I can't I play... play Fortnite <laughs> anymore. Oh my gosh. I had, yeah, no, me neither. Uh, I got to play Rocket League, Bobby. Um, play Spider-Man. I play like Tomb Raider or Forza or whatever. Like the game is going to be the same every time. Like I can, I can be me and I can interact with the chat in one way, but the game, the the main piece of this is always going to be very similar. But like for, for you with the creative streams, and I think about uh, Fiona McKinnon who does this as well, like the, the, what you're creating is so it can only happen in that moment. And then like you on top of that as well is, is unique as well. So you get the double whammy that everything is a one of a kind in the moment. I, I don't know that everybody who normally goes to Twitch for uh, video game streams realizes just like what can be captured or like what moments can happen in those creative streams. Uh, people who regularly go to those know that and that's why they do it. But for people who normally go to Twitch for video games, you guys have to like, you know, like just stretch your imaginations, you know, a little bit, and just stretch your horizons because oh, yeah, exactly. there's amazing stuff happening it's in those creative streams. It's a vast platform. People, mm-hmm. I see people just streaming just random uh, like IRL stuff. Like I remember seeing like a group podcast, yeah, just on a phone camera that they're just sitting in a circle like at a restaurant or something, just talking about things. And I remember yeah. thinking, this is the most interesting piece of like new content that I've never seen on this channel or this platform. Mm-hmm. That it, it's so cool, and I'm just like, I want to get to that level. It's a version of we used to do like it's it's taking like whatever the medium is and just like making it do something it wasn't necessarily designed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to we used to make like these video collages and again I'm ancient so just we'll have to get over <laughs> that. Um, but we would connect two VCRs together and we would play one thing and then record a couple seconds of it on the next tape and then pause and then do something else. We would take a scene from something else and make like custom. This is how we would like cut mm-hmm. things together and it would take forever because I'm the dinosaur but like we were doing jokes like family guy before family like way before family guy where like you know when they do something like 17 times and it's not funny the first 15 (laughs) times but you're laughing your balls off at 16 and 17 (laughs) like we would do that we would have like the universal logo like the the music and the spinning world the logo would come up and like we would we would just do that as many times as we could dedicate to it to an afternoon it was really stupid, but I don't know why I just went on on that tangent. Alan, it's been an amazing evening chatting with you, man. Why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find your amazing streams and find you on, on the Twitter and your Facebook page if you got that up oh, and yeah. ready to go? Uh, you can find pretty much everything at Alonzo Mega Twitch facebook which is launching this monday i believe october 1st yes so with the same with this episode day and date hey, right now go to facebook.com <laughs> slash alonzo i've always wanted to do that that's awesome you can download it now it's like jay leno it's like a nintendo stream this is yeah. awesome uh but like i'm gonna have video content exclusive to the facebook which is gonna be cool cosplay videos and whatnot and a couple of vlogs, which I'm excited for. And then I have Nuke the Fridge. If you want to go check that out, we do videos and reviews of games. Well, and the Game I, and Talk podcast. Yes, please. God, <laughs> Joey, just 
if nothing would make me happier than just to, like we have this chat and then next week there's a brand new episode i'm That's... hoping for that i'll make your dream come true on that one <laughs> seriously man you you make me smile just talking to you and and when i listen and, and enjoy your content you are an amazing human being thank you so much for talking to me this evening dude. thank you for having me man it was a fun night I don't know about you guys, but I feel like Alan might be one of those kind of people that, like, you could you could go up to and, like, say something sarcastic, but he sees the, the positive, like, I think even more than me. Like, I don't know, man. Like, it makes me feel like a complete farce. Like, it, like I'm like I'm just faking it. Like, I, I, I try to be like, as positive as possible and, like, Sally Sunshine and all those things. And I'm like, compared to Alan, I'm like, I don't know that I hold a candle to it. <laughs> it was so awesome talking to him and he and he came on the show with like almost no notice and at this moment in time as i record this i don't have the picture that we talked about yet i hope that we can get it i'm just checking my messages i don't i don't don't have it yet uh the music was was mario it was from oc remix um why didn't i write it down though guys it's almost like i've never done this before it's called it's called a road that you go i don't like that name (laughs) ocremix.org uh, pretty much because Fluxopose said so. Uh, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening and being here. YouTube.com slash WeTheNerdy every Monday. Also on Apple Podcasts. I, that really trips me up, guys. iTunes and Google Play. You can't rebrand something after that many years. I don't care. Why Why rebrand? Anyways, follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri if you like. Follow the website, WeTheNerdy. Follow the uh, show, WeTheGamerCast. It kind of helps. It definitely helps. You know what else helps? Go to patreon.com slash make us better. You can leave a dollar and help the best Patreon on the internet, a one-stop shop. You help myself. You help Mark Carabin at the Warp Whistle. You help Donnie and Kevin and the whole team at PSVG. Looking forward to all those standalone podcast feeds, by the way. If you guys don't even know what I'm talking about, go to patreon.com slash make us better. Or I can just tell you now, we hit our goal, $400. And uh, thanks to all of you guys. All the uh, weekly shows on PSVG are getting their own standalone feeds, making them more discoverable more shareable is probably the biggest thing and then you can rate them and we can like barrage the nintendo shack with five star ratings and get them get them trending and all those good things so let's do that i can't i'm gonna just take over that show i'm gonna kick jason lacy off that show i'm gonna take it it's mine it's not mine that was really rude i don't know why i said that uh also nintendo nostalgia of course but i'm running out of time thank you to our artists gary gray and adam leonard and our video designer antonio again otherwise this is episode 172 of we the gamer cast now in your ears and your eyes i'll be back next week and i hope you're there too now it's time for my boy your boy you know who it is it's time for jason jason yeah jason 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 Jason! Sean! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!
Jason. 